Today is the 15th Sunday after Pentecost. The epistle for today's Mass is taken from St. Paul's Epistle to the Galatians, chapter 5. Brethren, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be made desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. Brethren, and if a man be overtaken in any fault, you who are spiritual, instruct such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so you shall fulfill the law of Christ. For if any man think himself to be something, whereas he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every one prove his own work, and so he shall have glory in himself only, and not in another. For every one shall bear his own burden. And let him that is instructed in the word communicate to him that instructeth him in all good things. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For what things a man shall sow, those also shall he reap. For he that soweth in his flesh, of the flesh also shall reap corruption. But he that soweth in the spirit, of the spirit shall reap life everlasting. And in doing good let us not fail, for in due time we shall reap not failing. Therefore, whilst we have time, let us work good to all men, but especially to those who are of the household of the faith. And the Holy Gospel. is taken from the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 7. At that time, Jesus went into a city called Naim, and there went with him his disciples and a great multitude. And when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and a great multitude of the city was with her. Whom, when the Lord had seen, being moved with mercy towards her, he said to her, Weep not. And he came near and touched the bier. And they that carried it stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to thee, arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak. And he delivered him to his mother. And there came a great fear on them all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet is risen up amongst us, and God hath visited his people. Thus far the words of the Holy Gospel. But he that shall scandalize one of these little ones that believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone should be hanged about his neck and that he should be drowned in the depth of the sea. These words are taken from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 18. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. My dear friends, over the past 200 years or so, Catholics from all walks of life have found strength and consolation in the various apparitions of the Blessed Virgin Mary. In her messages at Fatima, Lourdes, and La Salette in particular, Our Lady has given Catholic people the encouragement needed to persevere in the darkest of days. At the same time, however, she has made loving and urgent pleas with her children, and yes, she's even issued grave warnings if her requests are not heeded. But Our Lady's solicitude for us, her children, dates back even further than the 19th century. 
Over 400 years ago, Our Lady appeared to a humble nun in Quito, Ecuador. And in a series of apparitions from 1594 until 1634, Our Lady foretold that in these our times, the light of faith would be virtually extinguished and that society would become almost totally corrupt. The apparitions themselves have been approved by the Church, and the prophecies made by Our Lady have been fulfilled and are being fulfilled almost down to the very letter. Today I'd like to speak to you about these apparitions and about the message of the Blessed Virgin Mary at Quito, the message of Our Lady of good success, as she wished to be called. For it is indeed a message for our time, and it is, like that of Fatima, a message of hope. The apparitions were made to Mother Mariana de Jesus Torres, a conceptionist sister at the convent of the Immaculate Conception. Until the 20th century, these apparitions were not widely known or spoken of, and even this was foretold by Our Lady. She revealed to Mother Mariana that they would not begin to be known until about the 20th century. And although many of the revelations Our Lady made referred specifically to Ecuador, it is clear that the almost total corruption of morals to which she referred would be worldwide. At the end of the 19th century, Our Lady said, and shortly after the middle of the 20th century, various heresies will be propagated. As these heresies spread, the precious light of faith will be extinguished in souls by the almost total corruption of morals. A small number of souls, Our Lady said, who hidden will preserve the treasure of the faith and they will suffer a cruel, unspeakable, and prolonged martyrdom. Our Lady went on to warn that in modern times the sacraments would be attacked, abused, neglected, and even despised. That laws would be enacted undermining marriage so that many people will live in sin. She foretold that the spirit of impurity would permeate the atmosphere. Like a filthy ocean, she said, it will run through the streets, the squares, and the public places with an astonishing liberty. She even warned of a widespread corruption of the clergy. How the church will suffer during this dark night, she said. Lacking a prelate and a father to guide them, many priests will lose their spirit, placing their souls in great danger. And as a result of their actions, the hatred of bad Catholics and the enemies of the Roman, Catholic, and Apostolic Church will fall upon priests. These and many other revelations Our Lady made to Mother Mariana at Quito. She even requested that a life-size statue be made depicting her just as she appeared. But what is perhaps the most alarming revelation of Our Lady of Good Success concerns the youth of modern times. The Freemasons and enemies of the faith will focus principally on the children, she said. They will focus principally on the children, she said, in order to sustain the almost total corruption 
of society. And then, with a look of deep sorrow on her face, Our Lady grieved for the children of modern times. Woe to the children of these times, she said. Woe to the children of these times. And because this was so important to her, Our Lady later returned to the subject, and she added this. Innocence will almost no longer be found in children. Is this not, my dear friends, what we are seeing in our day and age? Are we not witnessing the fulfillment of this prophecy to a widespread degree today? You would think that Our Lady said this yesterday, not 400 years ago. Children are being corrupted and indoctrinated in our time at a rate perhaps never seen before. Several weeks ago, I spoke to you about Karl Marx and the Bolshevik Revolution in Russia. And it's interesting to note that the indoctrination of children played an essential role in that revolution. In October of 1920, Vladimir Lenin, the leader of the Bolshevik Revolution, had this to say concerning children and the future. He said, Only by radically remolding the teaching, organization, and training of the youth shall we be able to ensure the creation of a society that will be unlike the old society, the creation of a communist society, a society without God and without morality. These words were echoed 15 years later by the German dictator Adolf Hitler in 1935, who declared, He alone who owns the youth gains the future. He alone who owns the youth gains the future. And this is precisely the reason why wicked men and women today are bent on destroying the belief in God and taking away the innocence of children to gain the future, to sustain, as Our Lady put it, the general corruption of society, to lay a firm foundation on which to build a Marxist socialist society devoid of God and devoid of morality. And ultimately, to prepare the world for the coming of the Antichrist. And thus today, when children are as young as five or six years old, and in some cases even younger, evil men and women begin planting seeds of sin, impurity, and perversion in their innocent and impressionable minds. In the movies and television shows, in the music, the video games that children are given today, young people are inundated with impurity. They are bombarded with filth, brainwashed to believe that it's normal, made to think that we are not to restrain our passions, but that we are to give them free reign. Even entertainment geared specifically towards children, even that is used implicitly and in some cases even explicitly 
to indoctrinate and corrupt the minds and imaginations of the young. Idols are made of immoral, and in some cases we may even say amoral, celebrities, music artists, and athletes who are looked upon as role models by the youth of today and who by their example teach the young how to behave and how to think. And if you couple this with the peer pressure and human respect to which young people are subjected by their peers and by social media, you have a result that can only be described by the situation we have in the world today. How sad this is, my dear friends. How this hurts the heart of Christ. How it hurts our Lord who so lovingly told the apostles, suffer the little children to come to me, for such is the kingdom of heaven. And who loves children so much that he would issue so grave a warning as this. But he that shall scandalize one of these little ones that believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone should be hanged about his neck and that he should be drowned in the depth of the sea. And how it hurts our Blessed Mother, who, like her divine Son, has such a love and care for children. So much so, in fact, that it was she who told St. John Bosco in his first dream vision to undertake the apostolate of helping boys. This is your work, she told him. This is what you must do for my children. And this, my dear friends, this should be among our works too. To pray for our Catholic youth, to say a little prayer for them each day, that they may stand firm against the torrent of wickedness and pressure of the world and remain faithful to the one true faith. And to pray as well for our Catholic parents that they faithfully fulfill the duties of their state in life and teach their children to love God, to learn and practice their Catholic faith in spite of all obstacles, and to be prepared to give up everything rather than deny that faith. This is the work that Our Lady of Good Success desires devout Catholics to undertake. She knows very well, as we do, that children are indeed the future. They will be on the front line, so to speak, in the years to come in the battle for our faith, and they will surely play a part in the defense of the faith. If, then, you are parents or grandparents, or if any of you have children under your charge, strive to instill in them a love of the Catholic faith, a love of virtue and the truth, and a holy reverence for the Mass, the sacraments, and Our Lady's Rosary. And be vigilant. Watch over your children. Parents have a responsibility before God to ensure that their children do not have free access to occasions of sin. And this is very, very serious. Because if parents are not vigilant, if they allow their children free access to occasions of sin, 
or they are careless and look the other way, turn a blind eye to what movies and television shows their children are viewing, what music they're listening to, what friends they're associating with, what apps they're using on their phones, and so on. Parents will be held responsible for this. And God will judge them according to how watchful they were. The world would have us think that this is some sort of an invasion of privacy. This is not an invasion of privacy. Parents have every right to look into the private lives of their teenage children because their parental authority comes from God. And believe me, it will make a difference. It will make a difference for your children now. It will, with God's grace, help shape the future. And ultimately, it will help bring about the triumph of the faith. It's that important. Over 400 years ago, the mother of God came to Quito to warn Mother Mariana and Catholics of future generations of the dark and difficult times that were to come. But with that warning, she also delivered a message of great hope. And the hope essentially is this. God knows everything that is going to happen as the history of the world unfolds. He knows every move of the enemy down to the most minute detail. He is aware of every single tribulation we will have to suffer for him. And he will never abandon us in our moment of need. He will be there assisting us with his grace and he will be victorious. And through his mother, he will grant us a share in that victory if we are faithful to him. May we ever persevere then, mindful of these words of Our Lady of Good Success to Mother Mariana, words of hope and confidence for each and every one of us. When everything will seem lost and evil will seem to triumph, she said, this will mark the arrival of my hour when I, in a marvelous way, will dethrone the proud and cursed Satan, trampling him under my feet and fettering him in the infernal abyss where he will remain for all eternity. God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.